The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Oh, yes, we have many times. The rest of the verse, fools despise wisdom and instruction. We have been looking at, uh, for the benefit of those who haven't been with us or if you've had breaks in it, we're looking at the practical side of the Proverbs and the practical side of practical wisdom in our spiritual life. And in that realm, we dealt with, though not in tremendous depth, but enough to give us a grasp on some of the things that Proverbs is addressing, the fact that in our spiritual life, we need to trust God, number one. Number two, we need to trust God's word. They go hand in hand. We've seen that. Number three, we talked about this last week as we dealt with prayer, but we also need to follow after righteousness. That needs to be our path. Trusting God, trusting the word of God in our spiritual life, following righteousness, and praying. Why? Because the Lord is listening to the prayer of the righteous. We saw that last week as we tied prayer into what we've been dealing with on Sunday mornings. Now we come to this passage tonight, or to the subject matter, and I called it Don't Be a Fool, because we are bridging really between that which is still spiritual, but into our personal. And I told you, I don't know whether you recall, but there are several areas that we are going to get into in our personal life, uh, specifics that are brought up in the book of Proverbs. And this kind of bridges between the two because it, it covers both of them, our personal life and spiritual. And the idea is not to be a fool. Now, I don't know anybody that comes up and wants to be a fool, and yet there are many fools, and many times we are foolish, and we shouldn't be. So we want to talk about that tonight as we get into that. To set the tone, let me just remind us of a couple of things, though, before we look at a, a number of verses dealing with fools and foolishness. The goal, we said, of the book of Proverbs, and this is an encouragement to the young people especially, but also for us as adults on why to read the book of Proverbs. It, it, the goal is to be skilled, to be equipped, to have wisdom, not just knowledge, but wisdom in living a life that's pleasing to God. That's the goal of the book, to give us very practical wisdom on how to gain knowledge and then apply it in our lives so that we will have a life that's pleasing to God. One of the most significant contrasts throughout the book of Proverbs, if you haven't noticed, and I would highly recommend a personal study on it. I have done it a number of times. I've looked back at at least two Bibles that were on my shelf purposely to see the highlights as I went through it each time to look at it. It'd be very uh, good for you to do a contrast in the book of Proverbs alone on wisdom versus foolishness, on wise versus versus the fool, on the wise person versus the fool. Very fascinating study just in this book alone because there's so much said on it. Now, before we jump into dealing with the fool, let me mention a couple of things that will be important to us. I, I very briefly touched these. I look back on the fourth message I gave, fourth or fifth message that I gave on Proverbs, but I didn't go into any depth of it at all. We're going to be expanding on the fool tonight. But to use the terms that we find in Scripture, number one, wise, when you see the word wise, it's someone, as I just said, they're skilled in making sound decisions. They just don't have knowledge, but they have the skill of taking that knowledge and then making a decision in their life. And that is the objective with all of us. We want our children to grow. We want to grow. 
we don't want to be, I don't know what to do, let me call up the pastor. I don't know what to do, let me call up an elder. You are always welcome to call me, uh, welcome to come and see me, or welcome to come and see an elder. Same thing with parents, I just, I'll ask my parents. Well, that's a good thing, I'm not discounting that advice, and we'll deal with those aspects when we get there. But the concept is for us to be able to be equipped and then to ourselves in our own life as we face. Every one of us face decisions every day and to make them with the wisdom that comes from above. That's the wise person. And I want to make this distinction here. Here's the one that I just referred to uh, that came up in the fourth message. The book of Proverbs, with a number of terms that's used, one that we have to make a distinction with is the simple person versus the foolish person. The simple person versus the foolish person. The simple person is the one that we would call naive. They're naive. <clears throat> now, make sure you grasp this or you won't grasp what we're talking about tonight is I just, after I give you some explanation of the foolish person and I just go through the verses, you can get it confused. The simple or the naive person, not only in scripture but in this book, is the person that is gullible. It is the person that is easily influenced. It is the person that is led astray easily. Why? They are non-committal. They just can't commit to anything. One of the things that I have in my own life, I have tried to instill even in my children, is make a decision. Well, no, I don't know what I want to do. Make a decision. Learn to make a decision. We all need to do that. And if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Our decisions sometimes are wrong. But it's the idea, don't be just led astray and be that type of person going through life. I don't know, I can't make up my mind. Oh yeah, that seems good. That's the gullible person. They have no concept. They, yet, they always expect things to work out. They're gullible, they go along with anything that comes along and then they get surprised when things don't work out the way they should have. They are a non-disciplined person. They are a non-disciplined person. Uh, I'll mention one more thing and then I'll just do a couple of verses on this because I don't want this to be our concentration because this is not what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with that gullible person. The gullible person often becomes a fool. The gullible person often becomes foolish. But he starts off, or he, she starts off, because they're taking anything that comes along. They don't think. They don't think. They just take what comes along. They don't discipline themselves. They basically don't have any convictions. One of the things that I think we have a responsibility to do uh, in Christianity is to teach other people to have convictions. Our children. We need to teach them to have your own convictions. I don't want my children living off my convictions. They will fall. You should not want your children living off your convictions. Teach them how to make decisions themselves. Teach them the right way to make decisions. Now to show you what I'm talking about, it's go to just two Proverbs. Go to Proverbs 14 where it mentions this type of person. So this is the gullible person. This is the one that's easily influenced, the one that's led astray. 
And in Proverbs 14, quickly, verses 15 and then 18. The naive, that's the word for simple. Some may translate it that way. They, some translations do have that. The naive or the simple believes everything, you see? Someone comes along and they don't examine it. They don't think, oh, the world was created this way, and somebody's got 65 degrees after themselves, and oh, wow, you are, it must be. Think. Test it. Don't believe everything that comes along. And it says there in verse 15, but the sensible man considers his steps. Where is that going to lead me? What is the end result of that? You see, the simple just goes along with the crowd, and then they get in a situation, sometimes literally in jail. And how did you get there? Well, I was just following the crowd. I was just doing what they did. Be careful, young people. That is a simple person. Verse 18. It says, in the naive inherit foolishness. See what I just said a moment ago? That is ultimately where they'll go, but they start off because they don't think for themselves. But the sensible, again, is crowned with knowledge. He's the one that gathers knowledge. He examines it and so forth. One other passage, 22, Proverbs 22. And the only reason I'm going quicker on this because this is not the one I want to concentrate on. Proverbs 22 and verse 3. The prudent sees the evil, what does he do? He hides himself. That is a problem. If I go there, I could get in trouble. And he runs away. If I do that, if I say that, even though no one else is around, if I get involved in this, what could be the outcome? You see? That's the person, what does it say? That is prudent, but watch. But the naive go on, and what happens? They're punished. See? They just can't think for themselves. An opportunity's come along, and by the way, that's how do people do end up in jail. That's how people end up in a situation, and you say, and you see it on TV all the time, my son, my daughter's really a good person. They really would never do anything wrong. Well, how come now they're being sent in? Well, they were with the wrong crowd. Did they think? They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, really? Or was it a decision that they couldn't make, so they just followed? That's a simple, naive person. That is not who I'm talking about when we're talking about the fool. That's just one that can't make a decision. They go along with the crowd. That is a very simple person, a very gullible person. What we're talking about when I, we say don't be a fool, and I'm not going to get into the detail of this. I, I welcome any one of you that are looking at the Hebrew to do it, to check it. I, I commend you to do that. I have done that. There are basically three different Hebrew words that are used in the book of Proverbs for the word fool or foolishness, as far as its various forms uh, that it's used here. There's three. And when you cut, it, cut through it, at least in the study and I've done it, I've tried to compare with, I'm not a linguist on Hebrew, but I have checked with people who are, it basically comes down to this. When we're talking about a fool, it is an obstinate person. Literally, the terms boil down to it's a dull, stupid person. Now, you might not like hearing that from the pulpit, but that's what it gets down to. This is the person that is obstinate. They are closed-minded. That's what's behind the terms. They absolutely refuse to listen. They're always right. They just won't listen. That's a fool. 
That's what we're talking about. Not someone who's just gullible and so forth and can't make up their mind. This person won't even listen. This person is set and refuses to listen. They are pride to the maximum. That's what we're talking about. You'll see that in Scripture, Lord willing. This is the person we're talking about when we say, don't be a fool. We're addressing the person who you're trying to talk to them, and it isn't that they can't even make a decision. They won't even listen. They don't even want to hear it. They don't even want to hear about God. They don't even want to hear about the Word of God. They don't even want to listen to anything. Okay? Now, let's identify the fool and let the scriptures do it as we go through the book of Proverbs and compare because this is what we don't want to be. We don't want to be a person that is identified by scripture, and I use the term in its context as being a stupid person, a person that just refused to listen. Now, we're in Proverbs, and I'm going to start you with the verse out of Psalms. Why? Because I think I would not do justice even to the subject without at least considering my, this first point. What is a fool? How do we identify him? Go to Psalm 14. And then uh, the rest of them will all be in Proverbs. The fool, verse 1, there it is, says in his heart, what is it? There is no God. That person is a fool. If you run into a person at work, you run into somebody who appears to be a real intelligent person, and they say, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in God anyway, count it up, that's a fool you're talking to. Plain and simple. They might think they're the most intelligent person in the world. But the scriptures are very straightforward. They are corrupt. They've committed abominable deeds. There is no one who does good, and that deals with all of us. What do you find, though? It is the person who in their heart just says there is no God. That isn't, that, they won't even listen. Take God out of everything. That's where our country is going in many ways and so forth. We, want, we don't even want to talk about God because there is no God. And anytime they find something on a wall that's in a public setting, they want it taken down, the name of God taken out of it, and so forth. Who are those people? If we let those people run the country, we're going to be run by fools. Plain and simple. There is no God. Now go back to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, gives us the first introduction to the fool in Proverbs of any significance because the theme was the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. But what happens? Fools despise wisdom and instruction. In the context, they won't fear God. There is no fear of God in them. What type of person is that? A fool. You say it's pretty strong. That's what the scriptures say. We ought to walk, we said, in the fear of God. A fool just doesn't consider afterlife, doesn't consider standing before God, doesn't consider the existence of God, even with all the evidence that they have in creation. It's a fool. Proverbs 1, 29, same chapter. Look. It's dealing with the fool again in the context. This is because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. So right at the outset, number one, fool says that there's no God. Number two, it is a foolish person that does not fear God. Now, if you're sitting in this audience and you don't think there's, there is a God, 
and you have no fear of God, you are a fool. If you're sitting in this audience and you believe this is a God, but you don't know who he is, that's good. God will reveal himself to you. He will open his heart, open your heart. He can do that, and he will through the preaching of the word, through the creation that he's given. But so when you come along and you meet a person that says there's no fear of God in their life, there is no God, that categorically is a fool. Next, he does not listen to advice or instruction. That's what we said defines a fool, right? He does not listen to advice. He doesn't want instruction. And sometimes we all have that in our life, and we're foolish at the time that we do. Well, Proverbs 1, 7 again says that. He doesn't, you know, begins with knowledge, but he despises it. He despises any wisdom that you would give him. Despises any instruction. Why? He's a person to himself. Look at chapter 1, verse 22. How long, O naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffers and fools. Three categories. It talks about the naive. That's not our concentration. It talks about scoffers. Then what does it say? And fools hate knowledge. They hate it. They don't want to. Look at You talk to an atheist. God may use it if you open the word and you share the gospel. No question about it. But most of the time, don't kid yourself. They're not there so that you can convince them. They're looking to make a fool out of you or to make you look foolish. They don't want to listen to any evidence that you give them. That is why you know, you know how you change the heart of someone who is an atheist or a fool? Not with wise arguments, but with the word of God. It is the word of God that penetrates into their heart. It is the word of God that will draw them to salvation. Proverbs 10, 8. Proverbs 10, 8. He's just a bunch of verses on this. The wise of heart will receive commands. How about this? But a babbling fool will be ruined. What is the context there? He won't even listen. The wise in heart hears a command. He hears instruction. He listens. He'll evaluate it. He'll process the information. But the one of foolish lips, no, not at all. He's going to, literally, he's going to be thrust down is what it's saying. He's going to be ruined. He just babbles on about his own philosophy, babbles on about his own thinking and so forth, and he won't listen to any instruction whatsoever. Proverbs 12, verse 15. Proverbs 12, verse 15. All dealing with the fact that a fool or us being foolish at times is when we just won't listen to advice. We won't listen to instruction. Young people not listening to adults. Sometimes adults not listening to adults or a person who just won't hear uh, wisdom. Proverbs 12, 15, I said, right? Verse 15. The way of a fool, what? It's right in his own eyes. Can't be wrong. It looks right, thinks it's right, but a wise man is he who listens. Listens to counsel. Listens to counsel. He's going to listen to other advice, but a fool, no. Doesn't matter. I've had situations, um, very generally, I've, I've, I've said that to the congregation, where I've had people in my office, literally, and it hasn't just happened once. I'll sit down with them and we'll be talking and they'll say, this is what, 
quote unquote, I believe the Lord's leading me to do. The Lord would have me to do this. And I sit there, really? Well, let me turn you to scripture. The Lord says this about that subject. Well, I just know I prayed about it and the Lord's leading me. But look at what the scriptures say. And I've had literally, I was talking with one person that turned around and said, I know what it says, but I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do anyway. Really? That's a fool. That's a fool. They don't want the instruction. So what is it? It's one that listens to the instruction of scripture and evaluates, am I going down the right path? Am I doing the right thing? Should I do this? A fool doesn't want anything to do with that. A fool just has got their mindset. And sometimes, even in just for application, sometimes as a Christian, we do that. We know we shouldn't go here. We know we shouldn't do this. We know we shouldn't say that. We know that this has a potential of being a problem, but we won't hear anything because we want to do it. And we make the scenario so we can do it. And then expect God to bless? I don't think so. 15.5. 15.5. The fool rejects his father's discipline, but he who regards reproof is sensible. The fool rejects. It's pretty clear. What does he do? He actually, the word is despised there, by the way. He despises getting instruction, despises getting discipline. Listen, children, you ought to be thankful if you've got a parent that disciplines you. Now, I'm not talking about abuse like the world talk sometimes. But you leave a child undisciplined and you will end up with a child that goes astray and is involved in a lot of chaos. It's our responsibility as parenting to guide them, to discipline them, to direct them. I don't care what society says. And, and what it says here in chapter 15 is exactly that. That's a fool, the one that rejects. Your parents are trying to give you advice. Everything looks good. We all go through some experiences like that. They have experience. They have some wisdom. They may be wrong at times. And I would hope the parent has the courage to sit down and say, I was wrong. It was a wrong decision. What I did was wrong. What I said was wrong. As I stand before you, I've done that with my kids. I've sat them down on the couch at times and said, that, that was, what I did was wrong. What I said was wrong. Um, it, it, we'll make mistakes, but listen, listen to that instruction of parents. Let's go to 1622. So how receptive are we, by application, how receptive are we to instruction? How, how, how receptive are we, you want me to make it practical? I talked about prayer this morning. How receptive are you to hear a different thought about how prayer should be done or how you should be involved in prayer? Well, I got my mind set up. I know all the theology of Scripture on prayer. Really. Really. I got my mind set up. I know just the way to manage my household. Don't talk to me about things. I've got it all right, all the time. I am the chief of my house. I speak and my wife jumps. Really? That's not true in my house. Shouldn't be true in your house at all. That's a fool. It's a fool. It can be that practical even to believers as we think about it. And here we are in Proverbs 16. Look at verse 22. Understanding is a fountain of life to the one who has it, but the discipline of fools is folly. What is that, what is that talking about? Even if you try to discipline them, they think it's stupid. They think it's more foolish. 
in their eyes. 17.7, a couple of others, I want to deal with this. 17.7, excellent speech is not fitting for a fool, much less a lying lips to a prince. Excellence of speech, it says there. Okay? That is a fool doesn't want to hear that, doesn't want to listen. Two more verses on that, 18.2, 18.2, on not listening, not receiving instruction. The fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own mind. I was thinking of this only because I knew it was coming when Kurt was talking up here uh, a little while ago. Uh, you know, when he, when he was talking about that's the way he's wired or that's the way we're wired. That's a fool when he turns around and says, I've had people say that to me. Look, that's the way I am. I just speak my own mind and I dribble everything out. They don't put the last part on. I did. Okay? And what's the point? The point is, wait a minute. How about listening? Let me make it practical again there, folks, in the household. Husbands, how about listening to your wives? They might have some good advice. They might have something you want to listen to. If you stop talking long enough to let them talk and say some things. But a fool is one that doesn't, all, he do, all he's interested in, even, uh, you know, he seeks his own desire, he quarrels against all sound wisdom. I'm going to come back to that one later. I don't know about tonight, but uh, 2826. 2826. 2826. He who trusts in his own heart is what? What does the scriptures tell us about the heart? It's deceitful. Come on. Desperately wicked. Who can know it? We can't know our own heart. God's got to work in our heart, and he does, thankfully. But we trust in our own heart. Contrast to that, he who walks wisely will be delivered. You see that? You want to walk in this life in a practical way? Have some wisdom. Listen to advice. Have some wisdom. Take in what's being said and see how it applies don't just be so stuck on your own thinking that you're always right in, in every area and you're just going to go about your business that way. So a fool already tonight, he says there's no God. A fool does not fear God. A fool does not listen to advice. A fool does not take instruction. Let me give you another one tonight. A fool actually mocks sin. That's a fool. There's a lot of that going on today. Turn with me to Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14, verse 9. Pretty straightforward in four words, right? I think so. A fool mocks. You know, if you really want to get technical with this word sin that's used here, it's his own guilt in his heart. He just kind of puts it off. Because God's given us an, a mechanism that is a conscience. And a fool, even when he's under conviction, and, and, and it is the Holy Spirit's job to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment, what he does is he mocks at it. He mocks at it. But among the upright, there is good will, it says, good will. Actually, that's favor. That's... Uh, Goodwill, meaning the favor, where is it coming from? Obviously, God. 
that favor that comes from God. But to the fool, no, he mocks at sin. He thinks it's a joke. Um, let me just look at another one before I make a comment on it. At Proverbs 10, 23. Proverbs 10, 23. So when I've titled the message tonight, Don't Be a Fool, you don't want these things in your life. Doing wickedness is like what? Sport. To a what? Fool. They think it's a joke. They think it's a joke. And so is wisdom to a man of understanding. Hmm. He really wants to know. He really wants to go. He really wants to grow. Doing wickedness is just like a joke. It's a mockery. But on the other hand, someone that really wants to honor God, to do righteousness, to have understanding is what they want to seek after. They think it's a joke. How does that go? Ah, it isn't that bad. By the way, that's the early part of Proverbs, chapter 2. Throw in your lot with us. Chapters 1 and 2. That's why in chapter 2 we're to search for wisdom. Throw in your lot with us. Just come along. And then they get in all kinds of mischief. You don't want to follow after a person like that. You don't want to follow after that in your life. It isn't all that bad. Look what I got away with. For how long? Before whose eyes? sad part is when someone reaches the level of this foolishness where they won't be instructed they don't fear God they don't even believe that God exists and they stop mocking sin it is almost impossible not impossible but almost impossible to turn them around you say how do you know that go with me to Proverbs 27 Proverbs 27, and verse 22. The words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels. Um, that's the wrong chapter. Chapter 27, verse 22. Though you pound a fool in a mortar with a pistol along with crushed grain, Yet his foolishness will not depart from him. What is that a picture of? Once they're involved in foolishness to that degree, it's almost impossible to get it out of them. Just That's what the verse basically means. You can pound them. You can, you can pound them with a pistol, uh, mort with mortar, and just bang, 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 like you were crushing grain, and yet you can't get the foolishness out of the person. Why? It's built into their being. They just love to pursue foolishness. They think it's a joke. Don't let that be said of us. Don't let that be a part of your life. There's a lot more on it. Let me give you one more tonight. The fool loves to quarrel. Boy, this one can rub home. He loves an argument. That's a foolish person. All they want to do is argue all the time. Do Christians do that? Yes, they do. Turn me to two verses on that, and we'll call it quits tonight. Proverbs 20, verse 3. Proverbs 20, verse 3. Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man. In other words, you see that there's an argument going on. You see that you just say, it's not worth it. I don't want to go there. But any fool 
will quarrel. And the concept there is any fool will just continue on. It's the continuing on. It's just bursting out of him. He just wants to argue and argue and argue and argue. Not listening to anything. Just wants to argue for the sake of argument. Proverbs 18, verse 6. Proverbs 18, verse 6. Fool's lips, what happens? They bring what? Strife. It's going to happen. Why? All they want to do is argue. And his mouth calls for blows. What is it? The fool will just, yeah, oh yeah, bang, back to you. Oh yeah, but bang, try this one. Why do you think in the New Testament, for example, on this one I just wanted to mention it, why do you think it says to avoid foolish questions and arguments that profit nothing? Because even believers can get involved in being foolish because that's all they want to do is argue. Why? Think of the definition of a fool. Doesn't want instruction, always right, won't listen, he's not interested, no fear of God before him, thinks sin's a joke. So we ought to determine in our life, there's a kind of negative side to that tonight, but the positive is, don't be a fool. What should we be doing? We should love the instruction of the word of God. We should love the counsel of others and evaluate it. The counsel may be wrong. The advice of a spouse may be wrong. The advice of a counselor may be wrong. The advice of another believer or an unbeliever may be wrong. But you ought to invite into your thinking, not wrong doctrine, that's not what I'm talking about, but when someone's trying to tell you something, at least to listen. And if they're wrong, you can point it out. Don't look to argue with them. Because we grow as we gain in our knowledge. And what you find even in the New Testament is the New Testament writers were asking us or charging us or encouraging us and even praying in the book of Ephesians so that people would grow in the wisdom and knowledge of God and gain in their understanding. We can put God in a box. There's only one way to do anything. There's only one way to pray. There's only one time to do it. There's only one day to do it. There's only one way to worship. There's only one way to do this. There's only one way to do that. And we get this little box, and then we find some instructions that come along, and it seems that the scriptures point to some things differently, and we get all upset. We're not open to it. The point of tonight is don't be foolish. We'll look at some more aspects of foolishness because the scriptures are filled with them, even to the point of making it practical, I think, when it says, and we will see it, children, tune up your ears right now that we ought to listen to the instruction of our parents. It's a fool that doesn't. And it'll reach the point that you'll show your foolishness because you will actually despise your parents. And it can reach that level. So let's not be a fool. Let's be one that submits to the true knowledge of the word of God, that submits to the word and is ready for God to work in our hearts so that the truth replaces even error in our own lives. And we're able to listen and be instructed by God so that he can work in our life. Let's close in a word of prayer. 
Father, I thank you and praise you for the book of Proverbs. And as we deal a little bit with a fool, I pray. We know that in our own life, sometimes we are foolish. Sometimes we don't listen. We are not receptive to proper instruction. But help us, Lord, to have a humble heart, humble spirit. Help us, Father, to be certainly receptive to the truth of the word of God. Might it change us. Might it change our thinking. Might all of us, young and old that are in this room, make it a policy to think, to not be naive and just led around by anything that comes along, but also to think even when foolish opportunities come our way, when practical situations that we are faced with can lead us down the path of destruction, though we might be criticized, though we might be mocked. Help us not mock at sin. Help us not mock at the things of God but to be willing to take stands, to be willing to do that which is right, even when decisions could be costly in our life. We see many biblical examples of that, but Lord, help us to follow you. Thank you for this time. Again, we pray for the Iverson family. Thank you so much for them, and pray you be with Prudence and the doctors right now as uh, they are ministering to Scott, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>